Theory. Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. This is going to be an exciting episode. I think this episode is probably the most we have gotten predictions right and also the most we've gotten predictions <laughs> wrong in a single episode. It's also exciting because I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> So, yeah. that's cool. You sure didn't. I sure didn't. We'll get into that in one sec. First, we have some corrections from our last episode, Pokemon 2019 predictions. And we got a small assortment of things wrong. First, I said that Pokemon Sun and Moon were revealed on Pokemon's anniversary, February 27th, 2016. Mm-hmm. They were revealed on February 26th, uh... 2016. And I mixed that up because... Some Pokemon games were released on an anniversary. Uh-huh. Uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver, and, you know, 27th was the anniversary. Uh, first of all, it wasn't Gold and Silver, it was Pokemon Red and Blue. They were released on the anniversary. Okay. Uh, but the release date was announced one day prior. I see. February 26th. Okay. Stunfisk is not a support Pokemon in Pokemon, and I thought it was. That's just Sadfisk. Yeah. I think maybe I mixed it up because we talked about Stunfisk as a Pokeball Pokemon one time, mm-hmm. and your idea of having it as a mine was so cool ah, right. that it I just, thought it was real somewhere. It wormed into your consciousness. It slid in there and then got into the sands of your brain like a Stunfisk. That's a year from Animorphs. Uh, well, I mean, you know, like it's like a, like, a, like a ray, like it's burrowing, you know? Yeah, but if it's burrowing into my brain, that's a year from Animorphs. I mean, not in the way that Yerks do. What I, see what see I think what you're thinking of here is you know you got the yerk in the ear it goes in the ear into the brain burrows into the brain what I'm picturing is imagine like the top of your brain you got those weird folds in the brain stunfisk uh-huh. lands on top and just blah, 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 right in there <laughs> but that's actually what yerks do they 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 spread their their sort of their squishy form all over the brain it kind of becomes like like a like a film just over the brain, kind of like the stunfisk would be, right? Like, I actually had no idea that that was exactly how Yerks work. Yeah, right? yeah. Except I'm talking about a stunfisk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key difference here. That's the key difference here is that I'm allowed to talk about what I want to talk about, and it doesn't have to be a Yerk. <laughs> like, if I said look at that worm crawling across the ground. You said, that's a yerk. Yerks crawl across the ground. <laughs> you wouldn't be right. But yerks don't crawl across the ground. If they're exposed to the surface for too long and not inside someone's body, they they curl up and die. Can I expose them to the surface <laughs> and curl up and die? And leave me alone? <laughs> supposed to go through these corrections fast yeah anyway so, the next correction <laughs> the next <laughs> the next correction uh i talked about the possibility of a pokemon trading card game uh game mm-hmm. for uh smartphones and i talked about how there is a pokemon trading card game like app for like pcs right that app is also on ipad and android okay and since i have an iphone i didn't right. realize I didn't realize that. However, I do still think there is the potential for a trading card game, video game, that uh, that draws more from Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links and has features that the kind of bare-bones app does not. Okay. Gen 7 of Pokemon added 88 new Pokemon, not 102. Okay. 
Also, the total number is 809, which I did say right, but I kept saying add 91 Pokemon to make a total of 901 Pokemon. Right. Uh, and that was just bad math. Okay. And finally, uh, Bisharp is actually pronounced Bisharp. I see. Uh-huh. And uh, and it has a pre its pre-evolution is called Poniard. So like Poniard Bisharp. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Now they just need Corsal. What? You know, because like a castle. Well, it's a rook, I guess. Yeah. Rourke. <laughs> That's the next evolution. <laughs> then Quorn. Well, no, there's 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 no Pokemon that evolves four times, right? No, 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 there's not. There are Mega Evolutions. Oh, yeah. Well, then there you go. That's the Mega Evolution. But the, but the Mega Evolutions never change their names. Now it does. This is the new one. <laughs> That's how they're revolutionizing Pokemon for the Switch. <laughs> Mega Evolved Pokemon get their own names. I can't believe you know less about Pokemon than you do about Yerks. Um... That's probably incorrect. That's not correct. Yeah, that's probably way incorrect. Uh... Man, you're talking like a yerk has spread all over your brain and taken over your personality. Okay, that's actually somewhat accurate. Well done. God damn it. <laughs> I, I've taught you well in these in these last three minutes. Uh, God. So, uh, we would usually talk about Smash Bros. news here, but uh, the Smash Bros. news is nestled within our primary topic, <laughs> right. which is... The Q1 2019 Nintendo Direct, the February 2019 Nintendo Direct, which we yes. did a prediction episode for about three weeks ago, not knowing whether or not there would even be a Nintendo <laughs> Direct in this quarter. That's the truth. And this this is pretty great because three weeks ago, before there were any, any leaks or rumors implying what the date could be, uh-huh. or at least the leaks and rumors implying that were wrong ones. Yeah. Sean and I both predicted a potential date for the next Nintendo Direct that would happen. Mm-hmm. Sean's prediction was that there would be an announcement within the next month, and then the Direct would air within the next two months. And I was correct, <laughs> man. I got that exactly right. You know, you're right. I, I guess it doesn't hold a candle to my prediction, which is that the Direct would air sometime between February 12th and February 14th <laughs> this year. Which is incredible because not only did that happen between February 12th and 14th broadly, it happened exactly, exactly in the between, middle. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. February 13th, 2019, we got our Nintendo Direct. Good job, Daniel. Thank you. That's that's probably like the best prediction I've made on this podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. uh Second only to, uh, you know, out of all your predictions, to Duck Hunt being in Smash 4. <laughs> the, the Shovel Knight as an assist trophy right. prediction I made was still, like, really precise, and I'm really proud of that. As you should be. Um, but uh, I think this is another point for us, and we need those points. Yes. So, so that's good. You know, I mean, you know, it's not binary, so, like, all of our... Uh, shitty predictions were worth like one point. And this is worth ten million. So yeah, we're, yeah. We're so we're yeah, we're we're in the green. Yeah, we're in we're in the the black. Right, uh, as they say in accounting. Yes, those poor boring accountants. <laughs> Sorry, accountants who are listening to this show. We made several other predictions in regards to the Nintendo Direct. Yes, uh, and some of them were were pretty good. They ended up being pretty good. Some of them were not. So let's <laughs> let's go over all our predictions in kind of the order we made them. Okay. So the first thing we predicted was that there would be additional support for existing games, right. and we went into some specifics. 
The first was Mario Tennis Aces DLC. Mm-hmm. We both predicted that they would announce more characters. Yes. I predicted some specific characters. I predicted Kamek. Mm-hmm. I predicted uh, one of the rabbit henchmen from Super Mario Odyssey. Right. And I predicted either Dixie Kong or King K. Rule. Yes. Uh, Sean, you just predicted Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, he got- they did not talk about Mario Tennis Aces at all for this whole Direct. Not even a little bit. Which kind of makes sense because they've already announced like DLC characters through March. Right. So like they, they don't really need to yet. Sure. Uh, but they, they sure didn't. We also predicted some stuff about Nintendo Online. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the the data mine. Talked about the rumor where someone data mined uh, some Super Nintendo games in the NES app. Right. But I predicted that they would not talk about Super Nintendo games at this Direct. I think it'll happen at E3. And you were correct? I was correct. Uh, I also said maybe the February NES games will be cool. (laughs) Uh, The February NES games were announced before the Direct. Mm -hmm. In the United States, we got Kirby's Adventure and Super Mario Bros. 2. Right. Uh, I think those are some cool NES games. Kirby's Adventure is is a highlight, I think. Yeah, good choices. Yeah. Uh, In Japan, they got those two games, and they also got Supari Ozumo. So Japan just continues to have a better version of this uh, store. Of, of, the, of the whole service, yeah. Store, um, store, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Supari Ozumo is a a sumo game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like a sumo fighting game for the NES. It looks pretty neat, but it's Japanese, so we're not getting it. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. Also, uh, we are recording on the day of the Direct. Yes. Uh, so I haven't been able to jump in... And check to see what the like the SP games we got this month right. are. But either way, that's that's what was announced before the direct. Okay. And they didn't talk about any other. They didn't talk about the NES service itself during the direct at any point. Right. I said that Super Mario Party might get a new free board that would come with like twenty free new video games. Mini games. What did I say? Video games. Oh, just 20 new video games right inside Super Mario wow, Party. Wow, Ocarina of Time is in here. Yeah, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest, the best deal. Uh, yeah, 20 free new mini games, uh, but they didn't talk about Super Mario Party at all. Right. We did not predict that Captain Toad Treasure Tracker would get more support. It's getting a free update that adds two-player co-op. And paid DLC called Captain Toad Treasure Tracker Special Episode that adds 18 new courses. The first course came out today, and the rest will be released on March 14th. It's a shame that they couldn't have called it, like, Delving Deeper or something like that. You mm. know, like a special episode. It's This is not like an anime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Although I'd watch the shit out of a Captain Toad anime. <laughs> yes, you would. Imagine that it'd peaceful be a fu- ass exploring shit that would happen in that show. Yeah, it'd be a fucking slice of life, and you, right. you love slice of life anime. Or not even, like, it would just be, like, Captain Toad facing, like, completely non-threatening problems. Yeah. You know? Like, you never feel as though he's in danger. <laughs> it's just like, oh no, the bird is on the mountain. <laughs> deal with that it'd be great uh-oh i have too many turnips i forgot that he would sound like that the whole time That's a <laughs> this is the best anime come on toadette put the crown on toadette now the- 
<laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> Time to get weird with Captain Toad. Mamma mia. <laughs> what are you doing here, Mario? This is my game. Get out of my game, Mario. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you, Mario. <laughs> Put on the crap. <laughs> anyway, uh. <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> Is that it's weird that there's co-op and it's not Toadette. Right, yes. It's just like a blue Toad. Yeah. Put Toadette in there. She's already in there. Yeah, she just is. use the model that you have that already exists for Toadette and put her in there. It's, it's probably because episode one or chapter one, it might be called special chapter. I might have fucked that up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, episode one, you play as Captain Toad right. saving Toadette. Episode two, you play as Toadette saving Captain Toad. So, I see. They have to respect the all-important Captain Toad canon. Exactly. Can't fuck that shit up. Exactly. So give me a less interesting character <laughs> to play as than Toadette, who's only interesting because she's Toad with pigtails. You gave <laughs> they, me a less interesting character than they, that. They should have had Toadsworth be the co-op character in that both, both would campaigns. Be great. They should just change it so that Toadsworth is the one that gets kidnapped. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Just like, he's like gone. Yeah. Put on the hat, Toadsworth. So I'm getting into my suitcase. I'm leaving. <laughs> so that was all the uh, all the additional support stuff. Then we talked about uh, new games that were confirmed to come out in 2019 before the direct. Right. Uh, this direct ended up being a direct for Nintendo Switch games and not the 3DS. Yes. So I made a couple 3DS predictions, which obviously ended up being wrong. Right. I thought that maybe they would talk about Yokai Watch 3, but of course they didn't because mm-hmm. Yokai Watch 3 is a 3DS game. And I thought that maybe they'd reveal a new feature or something for Kirby's extra epic yarn for the 3DS, and they did not. Right. So then we get into the Switch stuff. Uh, we talked about Yoshi's Crafted World, and I predicted. That either there would, uh, so I predicted that there'd be some bonus Nintendo Labo functionality. Uh, potentially they would talk about Amiibo functionality, mm-hmm. but uh, but at least that they would talk more about the game somehow. So I got the third thing right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it yeah. was there. They it, talked about it. It was there, and I was wrong in a very funny way, because uh, the new feature they talk about is crafted costumes. Right. Uh, special costumes that Yoshi can wear. You can unlock them with like a coin machine, but you can also unlock some of them in special ways. Mm-hmm. One of the costumes is Yoshi wearing a Nintendo Labo piano. <laughs> and actually, as he's wearing it, the announcer says, some of these costumes can be tricky to get your hands on. Uh-huh. So I feel like if you have Labo saved data right. on your Switch, you'll get a piano. So... You know, if that's true, then Yoshi's Crafted World has Labo functionality. Not in the Boom. way you were thinking, probably. Boom! But, you know, I'll give you that one. Boom! I'll give you that one since you agreed that my prediction of, uh, you know, uh, announced in one month happening in two was solid as fuck. Uh, I, yeah, that's that's exactly what I did. Yeah, your words, not mine. <laughs> Moving on. We predicted that there would be an information blowout for Fire Emblem Three Houses. And boy, was there. And there, I'm so excited. <laughs> there sure was. Yeah, man, that, that game looks real good. Oh, my God. Really excited for it. I had no idea that they were doing, like, 
Fire Emblem College, you know, yeah, like, like they, Fire Emblem Military Academy simulator. Yeah, they they didn't really uh, they didn't really tip their hand there. They didn't really reveal that fully until today. Right. Like during the initial trailer, I just thought like, oh, it's like three kingdoms again. There's always like three or five kingdoms or whatever <laughs> in Fire Emblem. This is not new, right? But actually, it's new. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Fire Emblem Academy looks yeah. just great, yeah. That is just such a great... Ever since I had the experience of playing Valkyria Chronicles 2... I knew you were going to mention that game. Daniel, <laughs> let me have fun <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Ever on. since I had the experience <laughs> of playing Valkyria Chronicles 2... Which does the same trope. I've loved this trope, so I'm very excited about this game. I'm I'm really excited too. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great. But yeah, not not only was there an info blowout, but it was one of the headliners of the direct. So solid prediction from us. Also we said that Three Houses would have a June twenty nineteen release date. The release date for Fire Emblem Three Houses is July twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Uh which I feel is not too bad. No for, yeah. for us, yeah. I, I did think it would at the very least be at the tail end of spring. Mm-hmm. I even sort of floated the possibility of it getting delayed to summer. Right. Uh, but I, I committed to June, and it was July. You even had Koizumi, like, basically saying, we know we said spring, <laughs> right. but we decided to give it a little more development time. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, me too. J- July's a good time for it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the good prediction train keeps keeps on chugging. Choo-choo! Because then we said that the Direct would drop a Damon X Machina demo. And I guess what fucking happened? Yeah? Yeah. The the demo that it released is called Damon X Machina Prototype Missions. And it's available for a limited time. I I actually downloaded it and booted it up, hoping that uh, I'd get to do the first mission right. before we recorded I did not because the demo includes the character creator. He fucked around with that the whole time. I fucked around with that the whole time, and it feels so good. <laughs> the character creator is pretty solid. Yeah, you can you can make a handsome you know uh, pro tag with that uh, character editor. Yeah, like not not a not a crazy amount of options, especially in like hairstyles and mm-hmm. stuff, but like a decent amount of options. And one of the only character creators I can think of off the top of my head that lets you implement, like, your character having heterochromia, which is cool. Always cool. Yeah. Yeah. Always very cool. We didn't do as hot on the release date. No. Uh, Especially not me. I said May, (laughs) and Sean said it would come out on my birthday, (laughs) uh, which is April 16th. Yeah. It has a summer 2019 release date, which isn't April or May. No, it ain't. We got the demo right, and that's cool. Yeah. That's a, that was a good guess. Really, the fact that this direct happened makes a lot of what would otherwise have been bad guesses good guesses. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but here are some bad guesses. Okay. We said that uh, Game Freak's cute little game Town would get Shadow Dropped, or maybe a spring 2019 release date, and have a new name for it announced. Sean pitched the name Town Titans. No, no, uh, no that was you. Remember, oh, I yeah. did Towns Out? When? Oh, yeah, right. I said Town Titans, <laughs> and then you made a Teen Titans. You made a song about Town it Titans. to the tune of Teen yes. Titans, yes. Wow. You know what? I guess the fact that it wasn't mentioned at all during this direct means that the acronym should be Towns Out? When? Not now. That's Town. Well, you know, the the uh, the now, in that case, the N is not capitalized. <laughs> 
It's like when you are making like a really shitty acronym and you just have like a bunch of words that come after the capitalized letter. You know what I mean? I, I know what you mean, but that's stupid. How about <laughs> <laughs> uh, Towns Out Within? Nah. Yeah, that's less stupid. Than <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, Town did not get any mention at all during this direct. No. Luigi's Mansion 3, we said, would uh, would get some information, Just would just mention Fall 2019 as a release date, which would get solidified around E3, uh, and we think it'll come out around Halloween. I still think it'll come out around Halloween, actually. I still think yeah. it's getting an October release date. Same. But it wasn't mentioned at this Direct at all. I think E3 is going to be when we hear about it next. Okay. Yeah. We said that Animal Crossing would get some details mm -hmm. in a summer 2019 release date. It was not mentioned at all. Hmm. So we'll probably hear about it later, and I'll probably get like an early fall release date. Thinking like, that's that's a pretty good September game. Yeah, know. sure, sure. But I could see them making it like a holiday game, too. Ah, uh, yeah. They, they did that for Animal Crossing Wii, I think, so I could see them doing it again. Give the gift of Animal Crossing this holiday season. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was the Animal Crossing translation. And finally, in terms of games that have already been announced, I said that there would be no details for Pokemon 2019, but they might announce that there will be a Pokemon Direct later this month. Right. Instead, they didn't talk about it at all. Right. I do still think we're getting a Pokemon Direct within the next month. Okay. I still I still got that feeling, but they didn't talk about it at this Direct. And finally, uh, well, not finally, we got some more stuff to talk about. Uh, we then talked about uh, games that are confirmed, but on the horizon. Games that have not even been given a 2019 release date yet. And here's, here's probably the biggest doozy in terms of our predictions. Mm -hmm. We said Metroid Prime 4 is definitely coming out this year. And then, before I even uploaded that episode... <laughs> The president of Nintendo made a special video telling us that, hi, we ran into some development issues with Metroid Prime 4, uh, and we shelved the entire thing, gave it to Retro Studios, they're starting the game over. Uh, one very funny thing about this, when I was re-listening to the episode, Sean made a bunch of coming out 2022 jokes about Metroid Prime 4, and, and now, now that's... And now that's probably one of the better predictions uh, we made that episode. Oh my god. Yeah. 2022 would not surprise me now. <laughs> well, I guess I'm locking that prediction in. Yeah, that I guess that that confidence ended up being a little misplaced, but I I still think it's I'm still really fine with waiting more for Metroid Prime 4 if it means that Retro Studios is working on it. No, absolutely. Yeah, I uh obviously Retro Studios has uh put out some pretty good stuff. Yeah. Including the other Metroid Prime games. Right. So uh, this makes sense. This and the, is a good move. And the rumor is, while they were working on Metroid... While the other team, uh, which is probably Bandai Namco, that was the rumor. Uh, -huh. uh There's another rumor now that while that team was working on Metroid Prime 4 and struggling with it, Retro just, like, made, like, kind of a vertical slice for Metroid Prime 4. Uh, they they made, like, a pitch. Okay. And they sent it to Nintendo, and Nintendo really liked it. So <laughs> they started over. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's the rumor. Uh, they they just they just like 
in the metaphorical game of basketball that was Metroid Prime 4's development, they like crossed Nintendo up and grabbed the ball and then ran it home, you know, <laughs> and scored two points. Right. And then Nintendo was like, ooh, you win this game. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we will give you your trophy in four years. <laughs> so, right. so we also talked about another game on the horizon, Bayonetta 3, but there's a better place for us to talk about that in this podcast, so yes. we'll do it later. Okay. So then we got into stuff that hasn't been announced yet and tried to predict stuff that would get announced. Mm-hmm. Starting with potential first-party announcements. So the first thing we always love to talk about is ports of Wii and Wii U games. Right. As it turns out, we should stop talking about that. <laughs> because this didn't do us any good. Yeah. To be fair, this is the first Nintendo Direct... Since the Switch launched, <laughs> where they haven't they haven't announced a port. Right. They haven't announced a port of a Wii or Wii U game. If anyone notices that I'm wrong, please correct me on that, but I think that's the truth. Okay. But yeah, so all these predictions we made ended up being wrong. Uh, the first is that I was really confident that Wonderful 101 would get a Switch port, maybe so enhanced that they called it Wonderful 102, <clears throat> uh, that it would come out April 2019. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that... Uh, Nope. Nope, nope. However, Platinum Games did have a presence at the C3, at this, uh, at this Direct, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Yes. Um, I did predict that Xenoblade X HD would not be at this Direct. Right. But potentially get an announcement later this year. You could still be right about that. I could still be right about that. And there was no Monolith Soft at all in this Direct. Right. Uh, we said that we hope that Skyward Sword HD exists, but we're not anticipating an announcement, so good job us. Ding-dong. I said maybe a Star Fox Zero Switch announcement. Announcement? <laughs> and, and you were wrong about that, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I said Metroid Prime Trilogy with a summer 2019 release date. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously it was not there. However, rumor on the grapevine is that... Metroid Prime Trilogy is, not only has it been in development at Nintendo, but it's done. They're just going to release it this year and sort of the ramp up to Metroid Prime 4. Uh, But now that Metroid Prime 4 is delayed, so is Metroid (laughs) Prime Trilogy. I see. And and no one is sure when we're getting it now. That's that's all rumor, that's all hearsay, it could be a bunch of bullshit, but that's, that's the word. That makes me think of like... You know, whenever Disney re-releases one of their animated features and they're like, buy it now, because soon we're locking it up in the Disney vault. <laughs> you know, it's like the, this is like the Metroid Prime vault. <laughs> they just like, they like, they brought it out and then they're like, oh no, we got to delete Metroid Prime 4. And now they've just shut it back in there, yeah. you know, until 2022. Right, yes, exactly. Yeah. And then like, you know, like, okay, the, the Switch 2 has come out. Time to release the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Oh no, Metroid Prime 4 got delayed again! Retro Studios had a breakdown, and now Nintendo's developing it, and they're starting over! Throw it in the vault! Just happens over and over again until the end of time. This this, this boat you're sailing out into the waterfalls is really... Really treating you well, huh? Yeah, just like that metaphor that you just made about a boat sailing into the waterfalls. (laughs) At least it didn't take me five minutes. (laughs) So, uh, so we also said that Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Pikmin 3, Pikmin 4, none of those would be announced at this Direct. Mm-hmm. That ended up being correct. 
Yeah, they're in the um, vault too. However, uh, I mentioned leaks and rumors mm-hmm. about the date of this direct and the fact that we beat those rumors to the punch when we made our prediction. Right. So there, uh, so there's this guy King Zell on the forum Resetera. Okay. Um, so about a week ago, mm-hmm. he said on the forum uh, that. February 13th would be a day to look out for. Hmm. And then he said, I know that Nintendo's working on some stuff. I don't know if it will all be revealed at this Direct, but expect announcements for Metroid Prime Trilogy, Pikmin 3, a 2D Zelda game, and Mario Maker 2 ah. uh, by by the end of this year. Hmm. Expect announcements on all of those. And, uh, and we'll talk about uh, what did and what didn't get announced on that front but pikmin uh-huh. 3 is one of the things that didn't get announced right however he got enough right <laughs> that uh that we might be able to look forward to a pikmin 3 switch a pikmin 3 dx i would look forward to that yeah and i feel like that would be a pretty good like e3 announcement mm-hmm. but that's all the ports we talked about we actually guessed that there that more ports wouldn't get announced than would <laughs> so so maybe that, that wasn't as bad for right, us as yeah. we thought. We were technically right, because no ports <laughs> got announced. Well, no no, uh, no first-party Wii slash Wii U ports. Ah, I see, right, right. Yes. We'll talk about other ports. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we predicted that Retro Studios will, will reveal Donkey Kong Returns 3. They're working on something else right now. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I thought a first-party quirky eShop game... Would be announced. Um, astonishingly, not really. Um, they did announce a cute little game called uh, Box Boy and Box Girl. It's a that continu- game is cute. Yeah, it's a continuation of the Box Boy franchise that was on the 3DS. However, I think Box Boy and Box Girl is going to be a retail game. Okay. I don't know if they were super clear about that. Right. Uh, but if it's not an eShop exclusive, then I guess I am wrong. And if it is, then we can circle back in a later episode and celebrate. Yeah. Uh, pop the belated champagne. Yes. I expressed a feverish hope that an Earthbound trilogy would be announced, maybe not at this direct, but sometime this year. Okay. As a worldwide release, along with maybe an announcement that Mother 4 is in development. Uh-huh. Um, not only did was nothing said here, <laughs> but there's a rumor flying around that Nintendo was all pistons firing like working on a mother three localization Mm -hmm. then looked at the content like gave gave the content of mother three a second look and was like oh there's gonna be so much outrage over some of this content you know Uh... like uh there was some stuff in there that could be considered controversial and nintendo looked at that decided it wasn't worth the effort and and canned the localization wow yeah that's that's the latest rumor that's been flying around I've never hoped so hard that something <laughs> isn't true in my life. Yeah, I got you there. Oh boy. Yeah, um, I that sounds about right though. I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got a question. Okay. Um, because I bet Nintendo canned this because they saw this as a lose lose situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like either they either they localize it game that looks like it's for kids but has some mature content in it, uh-huh. and parents get upset, <laughs> or they censor that mature content and then and every earthbound purist in the world gets upset yeah which might be a smaller number than the parents but still sure if you had a choice between nintendo localizing 
an edited version that censors some content, uh-huh. uh, or them not releasing the game at all, which would you pick? I would. Uh, I would take the edited version. I would know? take the edited yeah. version too. Yeah, like, I yeah, I would absolutely take the edited version. Maybe if they were like, we made some edits to this game, but we did it with Shigesato Itoy supervision and approval. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have them come in, tell them, hey. Uh, there's there's some stuff in here that will make Americans mad. Can you can you tweak it a bit? <laughs> right. And uh, and then like let him tweak it a bit, and release that version of the game. Mm-hmm. I, God, do that, do that. You've been coyly pseudo promising Mother Three for yeah. like a decade now. Just yeah. do it, God. I, and you know, like even if they tried to bring Itoy in, and he was like, "No, this is my magnum opus, and I'm not changing a thing about it." Right. And then they made changes anyway and released it over here. I would be fine with that too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yeah, uh, you know. I, I would understand why less people would be fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if he did that, then it would be a lose lose situation for mm-hmm. Nintendo if that ever got out. You know. Yes. That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. But I, God, I, I would just really love to be able to play an officially translated and localized version of Mother Three, yeah, released by Nintendo, right? I'd, I'd love even if all they did was like license the fan translation uh-huh, sure. and bring that over, right? I'd just love to be able to to play that without like, you know, doing a bunch of bullshit on my computer. <laughs> right, just let yeah. me download it like to my using Switch. Using a hex editing program and shit. Yeah, just let me download it to my Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I hope that rumor is, like, just super not true. Me too. I predicted that there would be a new 3DS game announced that we will wish was on the Switch instead, <laughs> but there was no 3DS stuff, and I'm really glad I was wrong yeah, this time. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. I predicted that there would be a spin-off of a first-party IP that is developed by a third party. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get one. Yeah, I think, I still think that was a good prediction. Like, yeah. I think that, you know... It would not have surprised me if that happened, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, it just didn't happen this time. I I feel like it'll still happen at least once this year. Right. But then I predicted that we would see a new 2D Zelda of some kind. Mm-hmm. And then I predicted specifically that that 2D Zelda would be a Link's Awakening remake. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Your windfish is flying above our heads right now. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch is coming out sometime this year. Man, like, I... So, I we should probably talk the other details I predicted first. I said that it would come out for both Switch and 3DS. It's right. only a Switch release. Kind of thankful for that, honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't want them to have to compromise on quality so that they could do a double release. Exactly. And I said a summer slash fall 2019 release, uh, just 2019, right, was announced. Probably like holiday 2019, right. Um, but if they're Which releasing, is too bad because you're on like this tropical island and then yeah. it's winter. Well, yeah. maybe that'll be nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, get get to experience the tropics while <laughs> take we're... A, take a break from the Chicago winter <laughs> to uh, run around on Koholint. Yes, and you know, for releases in November, I'm still right on that fall prediction. So yeah. there's that. Hey, hey, hey. I, I'm excited about this. this. Me too. Link's Awakening is my favorite Zelda game. It is. It's my very it's my very favorite. I will say that <laughs> there was a bit there was a slight moment of disappointment when I saw the gameplay. Mm. Right? Because like 
the the trailer opens up and you just see this fucking gorgeous anime cutscene right. of of Link on the raft, and then you see this gorgeous render of Colahint Mountain, mm-hmm. right? Of Tao Tao Heights, right? And <laughs> and then it switches to gameplay, and you get like this. Uh, oh, I'm Baby Zelda. You get this like you get this very like clay like mm-hmm. play-doh aesthetic for for link's awakening and i will say i think that fits link's awakening really well yeah i think it's a great yeah. look for link's awakening but when you showed me that cutscene at the mm-hmm. beginning i'm like oh my god the whole <laughs> game is gonna look like this there... and and my heart just swelled mm-hmm. and it's felt a little less when we saw <laughs> that clay aesthetic like there's definitely a bit of a shock during that transition I do think that it's a beautiful looking game though. Like the yeah. gameplay itself, it almost actually reminds me of like if Octopath Traveler were fully 3D. Ah. You know, they were kind of doing the same like kind of bloom and lighting and things like that. Sure, sure. Um and so I thought I think it looks a treat and you know, I'm uh I'm definitely excited that it's coming out. I uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's not my dream aesthetic for Link's Awakening, but I am really glad I'm getting it and I'm so excited to show my girlfriend that game for the first time yeah <laughs> uh she liked the trailer like we were watching it and then it showed like the little 2d segment where like he's jumping over right. goombas and she's like are those goombas <laughs> does <laughs> does link's awakening have goombas in it and i'm like link's awakening right. is the only zelda game to have goombas in it get ready for some shit yeah i love link's awakening it's a wild game yeah oh i'm so pumped for more people to play that yeah but those were our, our first party announcements, our non-Smash first party announcements. We always save Smash for the end, because that's how we do. Yeah. Then we talked about potential third party announcements. I said that there would be a release date for the Ace Attorney trilogy that's been announced. Objection! Yeah, that, no Ace you Attorney. You were wrong! Yeah, no Ace Attorney talk, which is a real bummer, because then I doubled down and I said that they would announce uh, a trilogy of games 4 through 6, and then they would reveal ace attorney 7 either here or at e3 semi-objection <laughs> they could still reveal it at e3 yeah what like why haven't they revealed ace attorney 7 yet it's got to be in development for the smith swift swabs it's got to be in I development disagree. for the switch <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be in development for the switch hello i'm here to announce the nintendo swabs Made of real spider webs by real spiders. <laughs> yes, good. This is not a console. It's spider webs. Anyway, I did make a better prediction right after that that there would be an info blowout on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. That was the truth. I felt like it, the game could come out anytime this year, so I didn't commit to a release date. But yeah, they, they talked a bunch about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. They mentioned um, that there's a bunch of multiplayer options, like you can play, you can all play together in one system, you can play like local wireless multiplayer, right. and you can play online multiplayer. Right. Good shit. Yes, good shit. Uh, and, then, and then, like right in the middle of the tra- trailer, they were like, and Captain Marvel's in it, and then yeah. they just had her for the whole rest of the thing. Right. that movie's coming out, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, the, the nice little movie tie-in there. Uh, they mentioned that you could play characters from various teams, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Avengers, the X Men, and the Defenders. Yes, um, and more. They said, 
So that's cool. It seems like there'll be some good roster options there. They showed a thing called Alliance Extreme Attacks, which were like super attacks. Right. Uh, they showed a thing called Synergy Attacks, which were team attacks. Mm-hmm. And they showed Ultimate Alliance Extreme Attacks, which are uh, everyone in the team doing your super <laughs> move at once. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, this this looks like a good, fun Ultimate Alliance game, and I'm excited about I'm it. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so ready. Uh, they, they did give a release window of summer 2019. Right. I can see that release being September. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Technically summer 2019. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, like you go to a deli, and the guy's like, I'm gonna make you a sandwich, and then he gives you, like, an open-faced peanut butter sandwich. And you're like, well, I guess this is on the boundary of what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said for, like, the third direct prediction in a row that uh, the quirky Japanese RPG Work Work would get localized, uh, this time with the name Hero Land. Right. No mention. I predicted that Untitled Goose Game would get a shadow drop. <laughs> um, no, it did not, uh, but there were shadow drops. Yeah, but one of them was not Streets of Rage 4. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also predicted that they talk about Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage 4 was not mentioned at all. Yeah. Uh, we predicted some ports of some AAA third-party games. Mm-hmm. This was correct, although our specific predictions were not correct. Right. Uh, I predicted... I predicted Mass Effect Trilogy, and Sean predicted Nier Automata, or did um, I predict both? I don't remember, but I'll just say that I predicted Nier Automata, because I'm cool. Somebody predicted Nier Automata, yeah. and that person was wrong. Yeah, John, you wrong, dumb wrong. bitch. Ah, uh, you know, at least I wasn't wrong three times <laughs> by predicting three games <laughs> in one prediction. You miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah, you missed three shots. <laughs> I missed one shot. <laughs> However, there were five uh, games that, for some of these games, AAA might be a bit generous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, five five solid third-party games got uh, got port announcements. Yeah. Dead by Daylight is yes. coming out fall 2019. Grid Autosport mm-hmm. is coming out summer 2019. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, is coming out spring 2019. Unravel 2 is coming out March 22nd. And Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered is coming out May 21st. I'm assuming that some of these ports are still being optimized, but a couple of them looked a little rough around the edges. Are you thinking about Assassin's Creed 3 specifically? I'm thinking about Assassin's Creed 3 and also Dead by Daylight, actually. There Mm. were some frame rate things happening there. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, you know, hopefully will not be present at launch. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Dead by Daylight, like, at least they've got some time, you know. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, that's that's coming out in May. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's as good as it's going to look. Yeah. That's my prediction. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, And finally, we mentioned the possibility of a Monster Hunter 5 announcement, but I said, "Mm, but maybe the Monster Hunter team is busy with Iceborne right now. Right. And lo and behold, there were no announcements, although Sean has informed me that there's like a leak or a rumor that the Monster Hunter B team is working on a Switch game right now or something. Yeah, a couple of, like, people who have some, who have seemed to have had insider knowledge, you know, Mm -hmm. about stuff like this, have been hinting that an announcement of a Monster Hunter Switch is coming. Okay. Uh, So I hope they're correct, but who knows. 
Who knows, indeed. Indeed. I'll tell you what we don't know. A lot of things that we did not predict. (laughs) So here's the stuff that we didn't predict at all. Okay. The first is Super Mario Maker 2. Yeah, it's Super Mario Maker 2. It comes out June 2019, and it has slopes this time. It does. Yeah, they. it, it seems to, like, add a bunch of, like, you know, like, relatively small, but still relatively cool little features. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people really love Super Mario Maker. I This was one of the few games I skipped on my Wii U. Right. But it's it's definitely, like, that. that's one of the more interesting Wii U games that came out, so... Yeah. You know, I'm I'm excited to pick it up on Switch. Uh, if not when it comes out, then maybe a little down the line. Yeah, I do kind of wish they added like one new like Mario mode. You know, I was thinking that too. I was just waiting for them to go like an introducing and then show off like 3D Mario or something crazy. You know? Yeah, I I I was uh, I was tempering my expectations a bit more than that, but I was thinking like Game Boy Mario. Ah, uh, that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah, like Mario Land Two, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Really, I just want that like groovy ass Mario Land Two level music, like. That's one of my favorite Mario songs. It's it's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. Um, but instead they showed that you can be Cat Mario now. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh. They showed off Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, they didn't really give us any new information. But we didn't see that coming, so... Yeah, and it it, it looks like Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It, it does. It looks like knockoff uh, uh, Castlevania. Yeah, I'm... Like, all the features in that game seem really solid, mm-hmm. but there's something about, like, the, the way that game looks in motion and the way the character moves that makes me less excited than I should be for a new Igavania game. I get you there. No, I, I get you there. Yeah. Summer 2019. Yeah. Disney Sum Sum. This caught me completely off guard. I didn't know what a Sum Sum was. Yeah, apparently. And then they're like, it's the Disney sensation that's sweeping the nation. Like, right, okay. <laughs> it's the not sweeping Sean. Specifically, I guess. <laughs> I, I think it kind of has a following here, too. Yeah, they're, okay. they're like cute little Disney figurines, and now there's... There's this video game where you can play as a bunch of cute little Disney figurines and do puzzle games with them and shit. I had no idea what a Sum Sum was until this happened. Like, I mean, they could have gone like, it's the Disney blah, and, I, and it would have had the same level of... <laughs> it's the it's Disney gloop glop the game. Wow, the gloop glops are coming to the Switch. Yeah, the wide-sweeping Thunderdome good time Disney. <laughs> Buy it uh, in 2019. Uh, please excuse us. Our announcer is uh, having an extreme identity crisis. <laughs> Go to the store. Get your 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 goop glob in the box. Go to the, to the town and Disney your face in the good time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So yeah, Disney Gloop Glop is coming in 2019. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> looks looks cute. Yeah. I don't think we're buying it, but it looks cute. No. Uh, what's funny is last time we did direct predictions, I predicted that there'd be uh, some Starlink DLC that allows you to play as more Star Fox characters. Right. I did not predict it for this one, 
and they announced Star Fox DLC for Starlink, <laughs> where you can play as Falco, Peppy, and Slippy, and fight against uh, the rest of Star Wolf. They're at the point where, like, I wish that Starlink was just a Star Fox game. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just, they might as well have done that. I, you know? I do wonder if, like, Starlink has not done very well. Right. Um, yeah, like especially on platforms besides the Switch, uh-huh. you 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 can get like if if you wait for the right time, you can get the starter pack for like twenty bucks on Amazon. Right. Now, right. Uh. So I've but I have a feeling that Nintendo still really likes the work that the Starlink team has done with all the Star Fox content. I get that impression. So I could see Ubisoft going, you are not making a Starlink sequel. We lost a lot of money on this. <laughs> and Nintendo going, why don't you make a Star Fox game? Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd be okay with that. Well, I, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know anything about Starlink except for the Star Fox stuff. Right. So, like, that sounds fine, I guess, right? <laughs> I guess that sounds fine. I, I think so. I, I have Starlink. I should really try to play it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I got that star. I got that starter pack at full price, and I haven't touched it yet. <sighs> yeah. It's a shame. It's crying shame. It, I'm crying. My wallet's crying. Yeah. I was comforting your wallet the other day. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. So I just wanted you to know that you know somebody's looking out for your wallet. (laughs) That almost sounds like a mafia level threat. I just want you to know that uh, you know somebody's looking out for your wallet, and uh, I'm gonna kill it. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking more like somebody's looking out for your wallet. I'm gonna put Uh, uh, an individual cement shoe on your. I don't think you're threatening the wallet. I I thought it was something like somebody's looking out for your wallet. Your wallet's going bye bye. No, stop! (laughs) Let me finish my bit. (laughs) You can't can't finish your bit. I already killed your wallet. (laughs) I thought he said like somebody's looking out for your wallet, and if it ain't you. Your bit's funnier. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then Rune Factory 4 Special Mm -hmm. was announced. This is so not AAA that I didn't even include it on the list of AAA ports. (laughs) But I didn't see this coming. I didn't see a comeback for Rune Factory. Not me neither. um, Which is a cute little franchise. It's like Harvest Moon with fantasy elements Mm -hmm. and like RPG elements. Uh and, like, the Rune Factory 4 looks cute enough, yeah. but I'm more interested in the fact that they announced Rune Factory 5 at the end of it. It's it's funny, we, like, I I thought that Ace Attorney would do a thing where they announced an Ace Attorney port <laughs> and then said right. that a new game in the series was in development. That happened, just not with Ace Attorney. Right. It happened with Rune Factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, like... You know, you got Rune Factory 4 special, and they're like, oh, and you better believe that Rune Factory 5 is coming. And I'm just sitting here like, oh, I didn't know you guys were still happening. Yeah. That's cool. Good good on you. Good job, guys. Yeah. You better believe we're coming. All right, man. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing, I I feel like I, I should have predicted this. You know, I feel like if I was paying a little more attention to... Uh, when the last time we heard from this developer was, mm-hmm. I would have predicted something like this. Uh, a, a brand new game called Oninaki was revealed at this Direct. Right. It's it's a new RPG made by the I Am Setsuna slash Lost Sphere team. Right. 
which is Square Enix's promising-looking but ultimately mediocre JRPGs that cash in on Nostalgia Team. <laughs> uh, I, you know, seeing the Oninaki, like, footage and trailer in this direct, mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of hoping that this is a third times the charm scenario. No, yeah, I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah. I did think th- this is not their fault, but the trailer narration was just very, like, when you die, you become a shadow, and the, when the shadow dies, it can't become a ghost. And when the <laughs> ghost dies, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on there. <laughs> like I'm sure you know, like I'm sure that they put a lot of thought into the story. But it was just very, like, shades of low-rent Kingdom Hearts crossed with Ghostbusters. I'm not really sure what was happening there. When the shadow dies, it can't become a ghost. <laughs> I mean, there, there was some line in there like that, right? Like, when a, when the shadow gives into the darkness, then it can't die, or whatever the fuck. It can't revive. Reincarnate, that's what it was. <laughs> oh 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 my stomach hurts after that god (laughs) this is gonna seem like a weird seg but i've been reading a lot of manga lately And, oh, go on. You know, you're like on these websites, you like see the description of the manga, and it always ends with like, this is the new and exciting school life of protagonist boy. Yeah. <laughs> and this trailer was just very like, this is the new and exciting reincarnation life. Like, they just really talked about the reincarnation thing a lot in uh-huh. kind of a weird way. Yeah. Um, game looks cool. I don't know who wrote that trailer, <laughs> but uh, I wish it had been someone else. Yeah, I I hope that they've they've really hit their stride with this game because I'd be really happy if it was cool. Yes, and if they mess this up, then their game can't become a ghost. No, <laughs> the shadow dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm going to watch the trailer again and see what they actually say. Like, after we're done recording. Okay. okay. Alright. Here's the weirdest announcement of the whole Direct. Okay. Tetris 99. Yeah, that was weird. A Tetris Battle Royale game (laughs) was shadow dropped onto the Nintendo Online service today. Yeah. Uh, if you are a Nintendo Online member for free, you can download uh, Tetris 99, a game where you are playing Tetris against 99 other people simultaneously, right. and uh, and the last person still playing Tetris at the end wins. I guess I'll try this game out, because as we know from previous podcasts that I've done, when I play Tetris, I'm so good that children flock around me. <laughs> wasn't wasn't it the story where you were like in a in a movie theater like playing it on your PSP and like three kids are like whoa you're playing Tetris yes and like you know you you just completely discounted that story the ability to make children flock to you if you have any video game console in your hands 
Thank you for summarizing that in the least cool way you could have done. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I should have really leaned into how cool it was that three middle schoolers watched you play Tetris for ten minutes. This would be like... Now I have to think of a good example of what this would be like. What's a cool thing you've done in your life so that I can ruin it? Sean, I'm I'm the I'm the host of a Smash Bros. podcast. There's nothing I've done that's cool in my life. Then how can you roast me <laughs> for being so good at Tetris that people who are young were impressed? Because somehow the Smash Bros. podcast that I host is cooler than your than your Tetris story. Fuck it, we'll do a poll. <laughs> we'll do a Patreon poll. Let's chill for the Patreon early. If you do a dollar on Patreon, you can vote in a poll this about whether <laughs> it's cooler that kids think I'm good at Tetris or that Daniel is hosting a Smash Bros. podcast. I feel like charging people money to have input on this is an insult to their wallets. The mafia guy's gonna come and kill their wallets. Hey, listen up. <laughs> listen. You insulted my friend Sean's incredible Tetris <laughs> skills. You know what? I was behind those three kids and I was so impressed <laughs> that I'm going to kill your podcast. Uh, how could you wallet, Joe? That's my name. <laughs> uh, they, they call me that because I always have a wallet with me. Which actually isn't that weird. <laughs> Delta Rune Chef. <laughs> anyway, Tetris 99. Yeah. That's that's cool. It's so weird that it's a thing. It is weird that it's a thing. I'm also really curious as to how it's monetized. Because yeah. I haven't gotten into it yet, but it's free, right, to play. Well, it's free to play if... You have a Nintendo Online subscription, and then mm. Nintendo Online subscription costs money. Right. So, like that, you know, that that's a way for them to get you to subscribe. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's no monetization in the game itself. Okay. Just like as long as you're giving them twenty bucks a year, you can play Tetris ninety nine whenever you want. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I kind of wish that it was just normal Tetris in that case. <laughs> I don't really want... I feel like it's going to stress me out to play Tetris against 99 people. I, I do wonder if there's a single player mode. I'm sure people could answer that question right now. I yeah. can answer that question like as soon as we're done doing this podcast. <laughs> right. So uh, you guys listening at home, by the time you hear this, will have answered that question. Yeah. <laughs> For ourselves, at least. Right. Yeah, that, that's cool. I wonder how long they're going to hold on to that license. Uh-huh. I, I feel like, you know, we'll we'll get to play Tetris 99 for, like, two years, <laughs> and then uh, and then they'll retire it from the service. I feel as though people will get sick of it well before then, though, at least. I think you underestimate how much people will play Tetris. It's weird. I mean, I I get you. Yeah. But I can also just, like, Google Tetris and play Tetris in my browser, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, you can't... You can't take your browser onto a bus with you, but also you can't play it online. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do still think the fact that it's on a handheld 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can play it in your hotel room. Sure. Right? You can play it in a movie theater. Maybe some kids will come up behind you. <laughs> a movie and, theater uh, with Wi-Fi, you. I guess. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Well, movie theaters probably have Wi-Fi these days, I right? I think some do, sure. Yeah, you're 2019. Yeah. The future. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, like, <laughs> uh, Easy Allies member Kyle Bossman, like, playing Tetris is still just something he does with, like, all of his spare time. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know to be yeah. clear, I love Tetris and I'll play it any time. Yeah. I don't know if I'll play Tetris 99 specifically any time. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I do wonder if there's a single player mode. Yeah, I will find out once this podcast <laughs> is over. Yeah, fair. Here's something I actually have predicted before, but not on air, so I'm mad about it. Ah. Uh... I've been thinking that Toby Fox and his... uh his blanket of Undertale games mm-hmm. um, are so popular that I had a feeling that other companies like Nintendo and Sony and stuff would want to take Deltarune and make it playable on their consoles. Right. Deltarune Chapter 1, the demo mm-hmm. for Deltarune, has been announced for the Nintendo Switch. It's coming out February 28th as a free download. And then the full game will also be available on the Switch later <laughs> right not for free yes um this is this is a great call this is really cool yeah and uh and yeah I, I thought that something like this would happen but i don't get points for it because i did not predict it on the podcast ah well next time you have the urge to make a toby fox prediction you better just go for it yeah right 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 um we also did not predict that there would be more release dates for final fantasy games that kind of slipped through our our uh, our thought cracks. Our thought cracks. Slip through our thought cracks. <laughs> yeah, you could really get in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, like that's what they do. They they kind of like they they slide themselves into the cracks. They like get snug in there. Really like tighten their hold like on the brain. I you you're looking at me like i'm making this shit up but i'm actually not this this is this is what they do this is not a you're making this shit up look this is a i'm wallet tony i'm gonna fucking shove a yerk up your butt if you don't stop talking about animals <laughs> during the podcast okay I know my name is Wallet Joe. It took me a second to remember what my name is. I've had a hard life. And maybe there's a Yerk in there, sort of muddling up your... Uh, I'm Yerk. Your mem- I'm Yerk free, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You ever... You ever think this bit should have ended, like, an hour ago? Absolutely never. <laughs> I like doing this voice too much, okay? Yeah. I'm Wallet Joe. <laughs> it's, you've got a great voice, Wallet Joe. Thank you. You know, I used to be a baritone in a barbershop quartet, but now I just talk menacingly to you and no one else. That's that's really rough, man. What happened? I got mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Wallet Joe, Bob and Shop Quartet practice is next week. I hate you for making it next week. I'm out of the quartet. <laughs> and I'm going to murder you. <laughs> your wallet. 
I'm not even mad at Daniel, not at me. You Barbershop are Daniel. <laughs> Barbershop D, I know who you really are. This is a bad bit, Bar- Joe. You won't stop doing it, Barber D. I really value closure, Wallet Joe. Anyway, there's some Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> there's some Final Fantasy games uh, coming out. Uh, not new ones. Well, yeah. Well, one of them's new. <laughs> right. Yeah. We we got some release dates. Uh, Final Fantasy VII has a release date of March 26 now. Right. Ch- Chocobo's Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. Everybody, <laughs> it's coming out March 20th. Do you just read that like I do and think of like um everybody? I do not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Rockabye. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and coolest of all, Final Fantasy IX was shadow dropped on this day. Yeah. Wednesday, February 13th. I've already bought it. Uh, I'm going to play it with my girlfriend. You do that, man. Yeah. I'm excited for the both of you. Yeah, me too, man. It's a good game. Yeah, I, I've never actually beaten Final Fantasy IX, but I also love Final Fantasy IX a lot. This could be the time. This could be the time. I don't really appreciate uh, what some people like to call the Switch tax. Yeah, that's a little rough. Yeah, like, uh, it's always it's always kind of lame when, like, a video game releases for a bunch of platforms at X price, and then the Switch version arbitrarily comes out for $5 higher, even though it's a later release. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, even though the, even though we couldn't even manage to get that game at the same time as the other releases for it, and even though no new content is really being added, yeah. it's $21 instead of 16 to $18. Also, as a big PSP fan, I mean, obviously these games are going to be, like, resed up for a 1080p display, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, res up, and they have those quality of life updates. Right. Yeah, you, you can do stuff like, uh, like, just get maximum experience at the beginning of the game and then just play through it for the story. That is cool. Yeah. Um, even so, it does sting a little bit that, like, I could get these on the PSP way back when for like ten bucks a pop, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now uh, I'm paying twice that much money to play it on the Switch in 2019. Like yeah. I just, I wish that it was fifteen dollars. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good uh, that'd be a good yeah. price. And I think I think it came out on the it came out on Steam initially for either sixteen or eighteen dollars. Okay, I would have that would have been a good price for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Plus on Steam, you know, you get the Steam sale. Maybe you can snag it for less than that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure these games will be on sale eventually. Yes, they'll probably wait about a year. That's, that's a long time. Yeah. Finally, here's something we didn't predict, and uh, this this is bigger than pretty much all the other stuff we didn't predict. Yeah. Besides, maybe like Super Mario Maker Two. Platinum Games is making a new game exclusively for the Switch called Astral Chain. Yeah. Yeah, had a really cool trailer where like some cops uh summoned a persona. Right. And then and then their cop personas just like fought these big demon things. Looks looks really wacky and really mm-hmm. cool. Lots of uh panning shots of NPCs like laughing maniacally or whatever. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, no, th- this game looks cool as hell. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm into it. Release date of August thirtieth, just just announced on the blue today. Mm-hmm. Uh, or rather, out of the blue. Out of the blue, yes. And um, <laughs> for like the first half of the trailer, I'm like, "Is this 
is this Monolithsoft's new game? And it wasn't. <laughs> I was sitting there for most of that trailer thinking to myself, like, I feel like this must be an IP that already exists, and I just don't recognize it in this form. Yeah, that's And just... then we're going to get to, like, the end. It's going to show the title and be like, oh, my God, it's that? Yeah. But it was not that. It's yeah, a no. thing. Like, yeah, like, for, for half of it, I'm like, Xenoblade X2, <laughs> right? Right, right. Uh, but no, nah, it's Astral Chain. Yeah. Uh, I'm really interested. Me too. Uh, after the Astral Chain trailer, uh, Koizumi shows up, and he's like, yes, this is Astral Chain by Platinum Games. You might also be wondering about Bayonetta 3. It's still in development, and we're still working very hard on it. Right. We totally didn't just give you a trailer for a game we'd barely started development on <laughs> two years ago. Why would we do that? <sighs> anyway, enjoy Astral Chain, a game that is much closer to being done. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we... Uh, I didn't really think Bayonetta 3 would even get mentioned here, mm-hmm. but uh, I do seem to be right on the money in that Bayonetta 3 is still a ways off, which is yes. what I said last time. Still correct. But yeah, looking forward to Astral Chain for sure. And now, the Smash predictions that we made. Let's do it. So here's the predictions that we made. I predicted that Piranha Plant would shadow drop on the day of the Direct. Yeah. Uh, I predicted that we wouldn't get more details about Joker, but that instead... Nintendo would go get more details about Joker's Smash appearance at the Persona event in March. Right. And then that he'd get a release sometime between April and June. Mm-hmm. We said that there would be no other character announcements, but if there was another character announcement, it'd be Erdrick, and Erdrick would be accompanied by talk about Dragon Quest XI-S and maybe a Switch port of the first three Dragon Quest games. Right. And that they would give more information for Smash World. Uh, Sean made a very specific and crazy prediction that the, that this Direct would have the next character reveal and then silhouettes for the remaining three characters. And I'm pleased to report that I, I, was, I was super wrong. <laughs> so, so here's the Smash stuff we did get. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of tackle our, our stuff one by one here. Uh, first they're like, the version 3 update is coming this spring. Right. What are we adding, you ask? You'll just have to wait to find out. <laughs> and then you saw three seconds of Joker's character model, and they mentioned that, you know, they're not ready to show him yet, but he will come out in the 3.0 update, which right. will release by the end of April. That's kind of interesting. Like, here, you can't see what he does yet, but he sure is coming out in two months. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I'm yeah. keeping the faith. <laughs> and so the thing about that is, I think... Even though they didn't explicitly state it, I think my prediction about us seeing Joker gameplay at the uh-huh. Persona event next month, I think that's uh-huh. dead on. I think that's dead uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. I think that's uh-huh. what's happening. I can see it. Yeah, so this is a slow roll to my prediction being right. Uh, and then they showed uh, they showed some more Amiibo. Uh, yeah. Simon, Snake, Pokemon Trainer, Squirtle, Ivysaur are all getting Amiibo in 2019. So that means we're right. There were no other... Well, that means I was right because your prediction was ridiculous. Um, but you you acknowledged, you did say out loud, my prediction's ridiculous, but I'm going to do the opposite of what I think is ridiculous. I What I think isn't... I'm Sean. Oh, boy. I can't talk right. So Listen, uh, while Joe is really oscillating between <laughs> killing you and not right now because you keep changing from complimenting my best friend Sean <laughs> to uh, insulting them 
and you confusing me. I'm walking around in circles so fast I'm gonna vomit. So, uh, so I. <laughs> <laughs> so my prediction that there would be no character, no other character announcements here was correct. Yeah. Um, I also mentioned that if there was a character announcement, it'd be Erdrick. He'd be accompanied by Dragon Quest Eleven Switch Talk. There was Dragon Quest Eleven Switch Talk, just no Erdrick announcement. Yeah, and that really delved into the game. It got about as much focus as Three Houses did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they they showed off the game and all its features. It looks a little worse than the PS4 version graphically. Yeah, that's fair but, to say, but not bad. Mm-hmm. I'd play it on the Switch. Yeah, and they showed off a lot of a lot of cool stuff that's exclusive to the Switch version. Yeah. Um. The Switch version will be the only version of the game in the United States that has an orchestrated soundtrack. <laughs> uh, you will be able to switch between English and Japanese voice options. Mm-hmm. Always nice. You can switch between the graphical styles of the PS4 version and the 3DS version. <laughs> the PS4 version has the you know has the 3D AAA right. look, and the 3DS version look use sprites. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a top down. Uh, like, 16-bit Dragon Quest game. This is a cute idea. Yeah, so you can just swap between those modes on the fly, apparently. Yeah. And uh, and new character stories, new little playable vignettes focusing, uh, each one focusing on a different character of the playable cast. Mm-hmm. This game will come out in the United States in fall 2019. Cool. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Really not even technically Smash-related right now, but... We we kind of made a prediction about it in the Smash segment, so yeah, it's 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 tangential, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did not mention Smash World at all, but ultimately, I feel like we got more right than we didn't. Like the like the Joker one, the Joker thing especially could end up being really, really like on target. Yeah, <laughs> I said he'd release in between April and June, and he will release by the end of April. That's his release date. There you go. You uh, got it. So, to elaborate on that, because I don't know if I have on this podcast yet, I do think that we're basically going to get a new character per season. Okay. Um, Joker's going to be the spring character, character 2 will be the summer character, character 3 will be the fall character, we'll get a winter character, and then spring 2020 uh, will be the fifth character. All right. Right now, we're kind of riding riding that wave. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. also, like this, this winter was Piranha Plant. So, like, yeah. Right. So, see, I think seasonal releases is going to be a thing for for Smash Fighter packs. I guess we'll just have to season whether that's true or not. Anyway, I guess we'll just have to season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all the Smash stuff, and that is all the. Uh, that's the Nintendo Direct. That's all the stuff they talked about. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. Yeah, this was a cool Direct, I think. Yes, it was packed. Yeah, like Spring Spring Directs always have a bunch of cool smaller announcements mm-hmm. and no like really big whammy announcements. And I think that's pretty true here. Yeah. But uh, there are some very Daniel and Sean announcements. Oh, yes. Link's Awakening makes me real happy. And Three Houses makes me three times as happy as I was when I first found out about it. <laughs> Uh, it's got a school in there. Yeah, 2019's looking to be a cool year for Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, th- this Direct is so weirdly timed that I'm wondering if we're not going to get, like, another, like, broad multi-game Direct. 
until E3 now. Mm, okay. Right? Uh, because they, they've kind of, they've given us game announcements through summer 2019. Right, right. Right. And E3 is at the end of spring. So I, like, every, pretty much every game coming out in spring has a concrete release date now. Yeah. Right? And even some games that are coming out earlier summer have concrete release dates. Right. Um, like, uh, like Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like our next Direct is going to be an E3 Direct, but there will be smaller, like, there will be more focused Directs in between that. Okay. I feel like we could get, like, a Smash Mini Direct or something. I think we're definitely getting that Pokemon Direct. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll be getting, like, some kind of Indie Direct or something in between all that. Okay. Uh, But yeah, like, uh, usually we'd, we'd get, like, a Direct in January and then a Direct in, like, April. Right. Right? But now we got a direct like mid February, and April now seems too soon to get a direct. That would be a little weird. Yeah. Hello. If you remember, we were just here. Yeah. Here is one new announcement. But if they push the next direct to May and then do an E3 direct one month later, uh huh. So like, I feel like this might be like our last like big, all encompassing direct before E3. Okay. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I yeah. love directs. Me too. It's just. A bunch of games that you learn about, and who doesn't like that? I don't not like that. There you go. Daniel don't not deserve love and happiness from the Nintendo. That's what I'm not not saying. <laughs> Daniel wanted a good time. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Sean, no, Daniel want good time. <laughs> Sean want good time, too. Uh, all right. Time for some listener mail. Woo! Cool Gabe on Twitter says, We have to be getting a new mode for Smash Patch 3.0. They made too big of a deal out of it for it to just be balances and Joker. Hmm. Stage Builder? Thanks for that tweet, Cool Gabe. Yeah. So, that's not a bad point. Here's the thing. We recently got the 2.0 release uh mm-hmm. and that was piranha plant and spirit board has <laughs> co-op now right um that's and and balance changes right. um so i wouldn't actually be that surprised if 3.0 is balances and joker it'd um, be cool if we got a new mode yeah but but you're right like he he's kind of right like you know they they were like what's in 3.0 you'll just have to wait to find out if we waited uh-huh. if we waited to find out and then it was uh everything we already know is going to be in it yeah, yeah. that that would be a little bit lame <laughs> stage builder would be cool it'd be cool to add a stage builder i wonder i feel like before the end of smash ultimate's lifespan they're going to add a home run contest back in i would love that yeah i feel like a like a lot of people are asking for it and honestly, like, we have Ultimate and it doesn't have Home Run Contest in it. And I'm realizing that I don't miss it that much. Okay. And, and I'm also kind of wondering, like, what percentage of people that own Ultimate would play Home Run Contest if it got added in later? But I, hmm. I do believe that you'd be one of those people. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like one of those fun things that I get to do kind of, you know, once I'm a little bit sick of the rest of Smash, right. it's nice to just be able to go in and, like, flutter jump with Yoshi a couple times and then swing a bat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Uh, so, yeah, my my guess is Home Run Contest. Okay. Um, 
Also, uh, I I don't think I I I made this clear. I predicted that Piranha Plant would shadow drop during the direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piranha Plant did shadow drop, but not during the direct. I <laughs> right. said that I said that last podcast. Okay, but I yeah. should probably repeat it for this one. Yeah. But yeah, good good point, Gabe. Yeah. Thanks for making me think about that a little harder than I would have otherwise. <laughs> Yasbri87 says, As long as Link's Awakening is not a full-priced game, I'm all for it. Yasbri87, uh, first of all, what's up, my fellow 31 and 32-year-olds, <laughs> I'm guessing? Second off... That game's gonna be sixty dollars. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. If if they're gonna give us Kirby Star Allies for sixty dollars, mm-hmm. Link's Awakening uh Switch is gonna be a sixty dollar game. I'm okay with that in this case because yeah. it looks like they've put in a full price amount of effort, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like if, if it's if it's just like a really nice looking facelift, yeah, and there's no new content or features, then that'd be kind of a bummer. Like, you know, that that game used to be $30. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, games are just more expensive now, and I think $60 would, would be worth it for Link's Awakening being back. Me, personally, mm-hmm. I understand not everyone wanting it for that price, but... Uh, I mean, you know, like, they... Like, it's not as though this is just, like, a port of Link's Awakening, right? right. Like, clearly they remade the game from the ground up. Yeah. With brand new non-Game Boy-ass assets. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously it's going to be getting, um, like, a new score. Or not a new score, but, you know, the arrangement is going to be for modern systems. Right. Like, I feel oh, as man, though... I... I hope they do the Ballad of the Windfish justice. I, I'm sure they will. Yeah. I mean, it's, imp- it's so important. But, like, to me, and I'm not saying I don't understand where our listener is coming from, but to me, that would almost be like if I were to say, like, man, I sure hope the Resident Evil 2 remake isn't $60. You know, like, <laughs> of course it's going to be $60. It's a remake. <laughs> Uh, so I'm I'm fine with that price point. One to be fair on one aspect, the the production value on Resident Evil Two Remake looks a <laughs> little bit higher than the production value for Link's Awakening Remake. However, I still agree yeah. with you. I like still that, agree with you. That's true. I would say that like one of the most important parts of Resident Evil is its graphical fidelity. So that yeah. makes sense. Right. But but still, yeah. You know, I think yeah. that. Like, you know, I, I, I can understand where that mentality comes from. I think in this case, it's okay for this to be the cost of a full, you know, price game. Yeah, me too. I agree. Like, I just, I don't think a Zelda game is ever not going to be full price. Right. That, that's just how Nintendo rolls. Yeah. Resident Evil 2 Remake, by the way, fucking killer. <laughs> so good. I beat Claire A the other day, and now I'm doing Leon B, and it's really hard, and I'm having a great time. But anyway. Right. Listener mail. Uh, but yeah, th- thank you, Yospri87. Yes. Atlas Fathom tweets, I'm glad they mentioned Smash Bros. slash Joker, but I'm surprised they didn't reveal Airdrick, as this would have been the best time to do so with all the Dragon Quest news. Mm-hmm. Does this mean there's a chance we get a better Square rep? Sora? Gino? Chrono? Smiley face? Um... I think that's a possibility. I also think it's possible that they're just nowhere near ready to show off Airdrick yet in any way at all. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. That uh, I would love it to be Sora instead of Airdrick. Uh-huh. But I think, like, 
I think the fact that like Joker isn't even fully ready to show yeah. as playable yet. Yeah, like you know, obviously they could have just made like a no gameplay assets trailer the way they did for right. for Joker initially, but I think I think they're one going to start pacing this better. Like I, they... I was thinking that too. Like I think that part of the reason that Joker premiered with a trailer that had no gameplay in it was that like the day before they were like, okay, let's do Joker. Uh, could somebody throw a trailer together? You know, like yeah, like they just had nothing ready at all, right? And I, I just, I, it doesn't really strike me as a Nintendo style to keep releasing trailers for new content before the previous content is even done. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, so Atlas Fathom, I, I totally would love it if you were correct. Yes. Agreed. I, I think Daniel and I are, are coming down on the pessimist side a little bit here. Yeah. Unfortunately. God, I'd love Sora. Yep. Uh, or Gino. Yeah, yeah, Gino would be cool. Yeah, take Gino over Airdrick. I, I would take Gino over Airdrick. I'd take Chrono over Airdrick. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Could have Frog jump out and do the X slash. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've beaten Kingdom Hearts 3, by the way, since uh since the last time we recorded. He has. I, I like that game. It's um, cool. A lot, lot of people are disappointed by it. I understand that disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, But I still had a good time with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, and I'm not going to spoil anything, you know, in terms of the overarching plot. I do think that a lot of people are disappointed in it because of things that happen in the story. Yeah. To which my response is just kind of like, if you were invested in Kingdom Hearts because of the story, then uh, perhaps you should have reevaluated this game <laughs> prior to the release of this game. You had cause to do so. <laughs> I I see why people got excited for like this this big the this culmination mm-hmm. but uh my my expectations were always a bit more tempered yeah. in that in that particular aspect. Uh-huh. Great Disney Worlds though. Oh man, so great. Uh anyway, Setgo on Twitter says Female Byleth, the female avatar in Fire Emblem 3 Houses looks so bad. Holy <laughs> shit. Also, here's to hoping that you cannot date your students, or I will not be purchasing this game. Uh, thank you, Setgo. Yeah, I would just like to say that was not an amused laugh; that was a rueful laugh because I had the exact same thought when really? I was watching the trailer about dating students. Oh, oh yes. No, no, no yeah, Byleth. I actually they went with like male Byleth, and I, I, I missed somehow. You know, I was not paying attention to what female Byleth looked like. Okay. Um. Yeah. Fe- female Byleth. I I do want to say that I, I I've seen some people complain about the way female Byleth looks. Uh I don't I don't fully agree. Okay. I I don't think she looks bad, but I can I can see why people think that uh it, it does it does feel like more more tension went into male Byleth's design. Male Byleth has like a really cohesive theme with his outfit. Okay. He looks very like, you know, kind of like scholarly dark knight. And I could see the argument in some ways that uh, female Byleth kind of just has a mishmash of more feminine okay. clothing items, kind of pasted around it. Like she's got like these hot pants and like <laughs> these stockings mm-hmm. with like this this pattern on it, uh, and and you know you can see her midriff now. Okay. Um, like I I don't I don't dislike the design, but I I do. I do acknowledge that maybe it's not quite as strong as the male's design, and and why that could be disappointing. Okay. 
However, I uh, I definitely see where Psycho's coming from on the on the students thing. Yeah. And uh, here's here's my prediction. Okay. The game is going to argue that uh, that because your character will be around the same age as all the students at the school, uh-huh. you can and should be able to date all your students and they'll completely ignore the weird power dynamic that creates. <laughs> right. They'll yeah. they'll just like not treat it like an issue at all. Alternately, I notice in the trailer there's several cutscenes like where like Byleth is hanging out with the other three members of each house. Right. Right with Edelgard, Claude, uh Blonde Man. Yeah, the other guy. Uh <laughs> the Prince of Blue Place. <laughs> and uh like some of these cutscenes kind of seem like they take place before you become a professor. Okay. So I feel like at the very least they'll be like it's like you can date any three of these general any three of uh the three houses characters right. even though you're professor because you have a history of being their close friend or something before that. Okay. Um I, I think mind that. Yeah, I think at the very least they'll do that and honestly like Japanese video games just don't get it <laughs> like no. they like persona 5 uh just has a bunch of straight up pedophilia in it yeah and you can date several of your teachers you know mm-hmm. like uh well you can date several you can, adult you can yeah. date several adult women one of which is your homeroom teacher <laughs> uh in a maid costume yeah and um japan does not get how weird that is over here mm-hmm. uh and how uncomfortable that can be over here so so I doubt Fire Emblem, definitely, like, the the weirdest anime shit game of Nintendo <laughs> Stable, will be too conscientious about that. Yeah, I, like, I, I hope that, as a former educator, the relationships <laughs> in the game do not make me feel as uncomfortable as I think they're going to make me feel. Right. Because there's so much that I love about the kind of, like, military academy right. school life thing that they have going on. Right. But I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's sad. That makes yeah. me sad. Because, um, like, yeah. like, I don't know, like, I guess the, the alternative, right, is, like, Either your your player character has a completely different lineup mm-hmm. of characters they can date. Right. Or this is the first Fire Emblem game where your player character can't date anyone. Uh-huh. And, and saying that out loud, how fucking unlikely does that sound? Oh, it's super unlikely. Yeah. I just wish that... I mean, really, I wish that either your character was a student... Who right. Was enrolled in one of the houses and then could date other students your age. Yes. Or yeah, that that I'd be cool with. I'd be down for that shit. Or that you know there were just lots of other teachers at the school and they were the ones who you could romance. That'd be know? cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the one. Those are the things that I want. What I think is going to happen is that you'll be able to pursue relationships with your students and it will be weird. <laughs> but yeah. I guess we'll see. I, I'm I'm kind of hoping. I guess hoping is a strong word, but I guess I'm kind of hoping for that happy medium option where, like, where the player character can choose between Edelgard, Claude, and Blue Boy, and have an established thing in the plot that makes the age and power dynamic there not weird. Uh, Like, they're all your childhood friend, and you're not, like, teaching them directly or something. That would be great. Yeah. We'll, We'll see. Not a lot of faith in, in what's going to happen there. Yeah. 
Ugh, my least favorite part of Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you. Yes. For, yeah, thanks, Psycho. Thanks for that email. Yeah, thank you for writing in. Uh, I... <laughs> I hope that you and I and Daniel are wrong about, you know, what is going to be happening in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll find out together. Uh, finally, Anthony S. says, Hey guys, since your next episode is probably Nintendo Direct Reactions, good call. Yeah. I thought this would be a good time to ask who your Squad Strike teams are. My friends and I play a lot of Squad Strike, and I'd like to hear who you guys use on your teams. Also, I don't listen to play this very often, but do you guys have any plans for a Kingdom Hearts 3 episode? I'd like a full episode dedicated to Sean saying, That's the power of the Keyblade. <laughs> Best, Anthony S. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the mail, Anthony. So, I've played less Squad Strike than I'd like. Same. But, uh, but I do like Squad Strike a whole lot. Me too. My, last time I played Squad Strike, my team was, uh... Lucario, Ridley, King K. Rule. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I mean, this is boring because it's just like my mains, you know, like, yeah. it's not, <laughs> I'm not like strategically putting together a squad strike team. Right. Which could be cool. That's yeah. a cool idea. So it'd probably be like Little Mac, Corrin, Shulk or something, you know? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I switch characters like most people change clothes. He does. So, uh, so I'm sure it would be different every time, but that's just kind of what comes to mind immediately. In regards to Kingdom Hearts 3 and Play This, Play This, by the way, is our other podcast where we recommend video games to each other. Yes. Um, so Play Play This hasn't had a new episode in a little while because the episode that's about to come out has taken me so long to edit. Right. But basically, the plan is that Play This is going to get three more episodes and then is going to go on an indefinite hiatus. Yeah. Uh, the Pokemon Let's Go episode, mm-hmm. where Sean, Amy, and I talk about our experience playing Pokemon Let's Go. Here's a little tease for you. Sean hates it. I shit on it the whole time. <laughs> and that's the power of the Keyblade. <laughs> uh, then we're going to do a Game of the Year episode in, like, March. 2018 <laughs> right. Game of the Year. I just really love doing Game of the Year episodes, and I don't want to miss it, even though it's super late now. Yeah. Uh... And then Sean and I will close out with a game recommended to us by a listener. Right. Uh, Moonlighter. Yes. And then we're going to stop for at least a good while. Uh, that is one reason that we will not be doing a Kingdom Hearts 3 episode. Uh, the other reason is that I already beat Kingdom Hearts 3, <laughs> and Sean is currently playing through it on Proud Mode, so we don't really have, uh, we don't really have anyone to recommend it to. Uh, but here, uh, here's, here's a quickie. Kingdom Hearts 3 is a lot of fun. I had a good time with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the story's a mess, but I always kind of figured that the story (laughs) would be a mess. Uh And, uh, and I love the Disney world. Some of my favorite Disney worlds in the whole franchise. Yeah. Like, is the story a mess? Yes. Is the gameplay arguably better than it's ever been? I would say yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. And also, like, I don't know, the story being a mess is kind of part of the charm for me. <laughs> you know, like, there's no other game where, like, you can hear Goofy, the talking cartoon dog, like, philosophize right. about, like, about, like, the the meaning <laughs> of, like, the duality of man. Right. Right? Like, he, you don't get to see, like... <laughs> like this is the only video game where you'll see like Donald Duck like have ennui about something and try to like <laughs> scream like a four syllable word uh-huh. that means turbulence. Turbulence is a three syllable word. 
Oh, see, when when you said four-syllable word, I thought of ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I try not to say the ingredients thing. Um, the I word. <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, I get where you're coming from, and I think that that has always been a part of Kingdom Hearts and continues to be in Kingdom Hearts 3. Right. And uh, it's entirely possible that this is just because, you know, when these games came out in my like life and mental development, uh-huh. I was able to invest myself more in the stories of Kingdom Hearts one and two than I was in the story of Kingdom Hearts three when you were playing it. Like mm-hmm. there, like I think that I was able to just kind of, you know, kind of be in the world of Kingdom Hearts one and two more, and then with three, just some kind of combination of like the slightly odd lip syncing and these incredibly detailed cutscenes about this wacky shit like it just all was kind of this stew of like like yeah i can't get into this this time <laughs> you know uh i like you know i'm two years older than you uh-huh. uh so maybe that's all the difference that's <laughs> necessary for the fact that when kingdom hearts 2 came out and i played it at your house mm-hmm. uh i i got i did get really invested in kingdom hearts one story right but then i played kingdom hearts 2 and i was like this is kind of stupid, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, however, like after Kingdom Hearts two, like the the way Kingdom Hearts does their stories did grow on me, uh-huh. and I found a charm in it. And there is some stuff that I did get invested in. Yeah. In Kingdom Hearts three, there's some stuff that I did not. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, there's there's your little your little mini play. This Anthony, yeah. hope hope that'll hope you don't starve. I guess I. I mean, I also hope that generally. Hope yeah, but you but you know, enough food. yeah, but metaphorically, I also hope you don't starve from not getting any right. juicy play this morsels. Uh, let me help you out, Keyblade. <laughs> there, there we go. Yeah, thanks, Anthony, and thanks everyone who wrote in. Yeah, uh, especially on such short notice. Really good job, guys. Yes. Um. Yeah, we we love getting your mail. And we love reading your mail, so keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Smashing Theory is part of the Beep Boop group. If you feel like supporting us in any way, you can check us out on patreon.com slash group. We got a bunch of cool stuff on there, like Discord access, mm-hmm. bonus content, deleted scenes, uh, that kind of thing, and an exclusive Patreon-only podcast called Beep Boop Soup. Yes. That's really stupid but also a lot of fun and if you really like sean and i's dynamic that's another 40 to 60 minutes of it every month that starts at one dollar a month and if that sounds cool to you maybe check it out absolutely daniel posted a picture on there recently of himself and if you're interested in seeing that picture i would suggest that you contribute to the patreon (laughs) because it's pretty great it's uh it's a a very regrettable hair-related decision that I made in high school. Let me put it this way, since we were just talking about Kingdom Hearts. If you were interested in seeing what Daniel's nobody would look like, (laughs) consider supporting us on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, next time on A Smashing Theory... Mortal Kombat 11? <laughs> so Mortal Kombat 11 was going to be this episode, uh-huh. and then uh, and then we found out about a direct at the last minute. <laughs> right. I have a f- uh, The next episode will be in two weeks, Yeah. and I have a feeling that in those two weeks, we will find out and then potentially get that Pokemon direct that I'm thinking, that I'm right. predicting. 
If that happens, we've made our Pokemon predictions already, <laughs> so we would then react to those in the following episode. However, if we do not get that, then we will talk about Mortal Kombat 11. So if you've sent in your Mortal Kombat 11 predictions already, we've got them. Yeah. Uh, but but if, feel free to send in more. Yeah. Last episode, we made a mini prediction uh, about what the next revealed Mortal Kombat 11 character was going to be. Right. Uh, that character is going to be revealed tomorrow as of this recording. <laughs> so it'll probably be revealed by the time you hear this episode. Yeah. But to refresh your memories, I predicted Jade, mm -hmm. and Sean predicted a brand new female character representing Order Realm. Yes. So, I guess you'll just have to check my personal Twitter feed tomorrow to see which character I'm screaming about in all caps. At Re underscore Chief. That's the one. And I'm at Z. If you want to send us your predictions for either Mortal Kombat 11... Or Pokemon. Or both. Or both. Uh, Pikachu's can... going to get his head ripped off. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> Just saying that in advance. Unlikely. Uh, send any email you want to send us. Hell, ask us questions if you want. Yeah. Uh, send all that stuff to a smashing theory at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at a smashing theory on Twitter. Uh, you can also just follow us on there because we like to do giveaways and stuff sometimes. Yeah, we've done two. Yeah. Also, someone brought it to my attention that maybe we should start, like, live tweeting directs and stuff. I'm down for that. Yeah, so maybe we'll do that next time. So yeah. follow us if that sounds like a cool idea. We will see you in a couple weeks. Thanks so much for listening. And, uh, hey, you know, it's me again. It's me, Wallet Joe. Well, what did you do to Smashing Theory sign-off guy? Let's just say that he's taking a bath <laughs> in the Hudson River, and I got him some new shoes, and they ain't made the leather, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, Wallet Joe, I thought your thing was wallets. Have you moved up to murder? Uh, you know why he was talking to the Smashing Theory guy, and he said, Actually, I'm a wallet, and then I killed him. Is Smashing Theory guy just dead in, in Smashing Theory canon now? Listen, I got a little secret, but you can't tell anybody. I am the Smashing Theory <laughs> no! guy! Well, and no. I hope that you have a smashing time! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the twist! Goodbye, everybody. Bye! Special thanks! Special thanks! Special thanks to Lonald! Thank you, Lonald. Every time we do these, I miss Lonald more. I was gonna say, every time we thank Lonald, I reflect on the fact that we haven't seen Lonald since we had his apple pie. Yeah, it's... Yeah, we, we need to... We, we need to, to touch base. Yeah, we gotta hook up. Yeah. Talk to you soon, Lonald. Talk to you soon. Special thanks to Nymph! Thank you, Nymph! Also haven't seen you... Yeah, I've seen them in person several times. I'm looking very much forward to doing that again in the near future. And maybe I will one day. One day. One day. Special thanks to my girlfriend, Amy Lee. Thank you 
for the delicious burgers that we had for dinner prior to recording this podcast. Real good, tasty burgers. Oh, yes. I, I tried lettuce buns for the first time. How like, was that? Like wrapping the burger in lettuce instead of using a bun because, uh-huh. you know, my body's dying and I need to be slightly healthier. We are old. <laughs> uh... Yeah, you know, I kind of liked it. Like the texture was actually kind of kind of nice. Okay. Like nice little crunch when you uh, when you bite into the burg. Let me ask you this, and this is not to discourage you, but just because I'm curious, are you hungry now? Uh, no. You know, oh, I, okay. I had I had two burgs, uh-huh. right, and some tater tots, and uh, yeah, it was it was, it was pretty filling, nice. even even without the buns. The tots uh, probably helped. Yeah, the tots definitely helped. Yeah. Uh, also a little messy. Like I, I put some, you know, I, I put some mayonnaise on the inside of the lettuce, and uh, I had mayonnaise all over my hands by the time I was done eating. But it tasted good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. But yeah, thanks, Amy Lee, for yes. giving me mayonnaise hands. Thanks, Amy Lee, for giving me a completely normal burger. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I was the only person who ate with a bun today. I think, right? Uh. Because Amy Lee did the lettuce bun, right? Yeah, Amy, yeah. Amy Lee did the lettuce yeah. bun, yeah. I'm the bunman. Thanks. Yep. Thank you Thank you yes. to yes. all of our patron people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you would like to also get a weird special thanks from Sean and myself, uh, you can back us at the $20 level or higher, and we will thank you at the end of every episode yes. of our Beep Boop Soup podcast. Beep Boop group of our Beep Boop group podcast. Until we're out of breath and we die. Good night. Good night. Sweet us. (laughs) Bye. Bye.